Hey, welcome to the Street Fight Radio Vacation Q&A Extravaganza. I am your host, Brian. And yeah, you don't hear me up front on the free feed very often, but currently, me and Brett are ordering food because we're hungry and we're about to record for four and a half hours. Yes, yeah, very long day so far. Well, the beginning of a very long day. Yeah, this is just the beginning of it. So, we'll see. We will fucking see. Um, we had our Patreon ask us questions. And we're going to answer those questions as a way to replace the call-in show. Because we like to still have that kind of, uh, you know... That whole uh, we're interaction with yeah. the listeners, right? We love an interaction. It's our favorite thing to do. Some back and forth. Um, while I'm waiting for Patreon to log in, which is one of the hardest things in the world to do, um, I could just talk a little bit about what's going on with me right now. Uh, first off, uh, I think my back's fucked up. So I fucked my back up, been talking to Brett about it, who, here's the thing, Brett's bat's back is fucked up too, which is pretty tight. We're both a couple of guys with fucked up backs now. Yeah. Um, it happens to all of us. It does. It you have does. to start now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember, all you young people out there, it's going to fuck your back up, and that's going to probably be a problem, but life will get better for you, you know? You just got to be tough mm -hmm. um, is how I feel, right? Like, you just got to be a real tough, tough person. Tough uh, my hands are extremely numb currently, but I'm going to tell you the truth. It's not a heart attack. So that made me feel good to find out that it was like, oh, you have like a bulging disc or something like that, or, or maybe a herniated disc. And... uh you know, not me. I I don't care about that. I'm not going to go to the doctor. Um, 10 years ago, I'd have gone to the doctor today. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you why that is. Because they would have given me an unlimited supply of Percocets. Yeah, things, <laughs> things have changed since then. They've taken that away. So there's, there's no reason to go. <laughs> yeah. They'll give you six extra strength Tylenol if you're in pain these nowadays. Yeah. They'll like wreck your fucking neck up. They'll cut you open and fuck you up and they won't give you any drugs to deal with the pain. So I don't like it. And uh, so here we go. Let's have some questions here. Let's let's start answering questions now. We got 33 of them. Uh, I would assume that at least 15 of them are jokes because that's the way our listeners work. We like jokes. Um, yeah, but I mean, you don't have answers, right? Mm -hmm. You know, for jokes. Uh, Jacob asks us in the Patreon, do either of you have albums in the past that you were really into, but now you cringe at the thought of your teen self listening to? And on the other side of that, are there albums your teen self listened to that you still think kick absolute ass? Um, I can start out here. Uh, first of all, most of the albums I listened to as a teen 
still kick absolute ass. Um, there is like this weird thing where like when I was a kid, I pretended not to like Dookie by Green Day, mm -hmm. but like I've listened to it a few times as an adult and I'm like, that's good. I mean, that's a reason they're fam they were famous and it was because Dookie's not bad. They had something going on there. Yeah, there was something going on there. They're good poppy songs. I can't really think of anything. Uh, you know, I was a big time Stone Temple Pilots fan, which I think is, is like not really a lot is not super like the current version of me, you know? Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, um, I mean, I liked Mumford and Sons a lot when it came out. <laughs> Bro, me too, but that's not teen. We were both. Oh, it's only teen? Well, it says teen, but that everything is funny I, that I we love, both did. I liked everything. I still like everything I like as a teen. Yeah. Like, and I'm super far away from it, and, like, uh, I'm forgiving about it. I don't know what i liked as a teen maybe weezer liking weezer i'm embarrassed that because when i liked weezer as a teen they had two albums and they were done like they were yeah. legends they should have never <laughs> made the green album they should have never got back together they ruined everything they had by not ending on pinkerton i'm kind of embarrassing a, i'm kind of weirdly embarrassed about you know actually the green album i like i like the green album by weezer so i can't I can't, I, I, I can say those three, but after but, but that, we, it was like, I don't need to hear no more of this. We, I mean, but like before Green Album, we were like buying eBay CDRs that had like acapella versions of them singing like My Adeline and stuff. Like yeah. Just anything extra, listening to the rentals, listening to any side projects. And then they came out with that. And then it was like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. I mean. They're going to be chuggy. I guess like some of the. I don't know. There's like bands that I think are assholes now that I was like ultra fucking into like, okay. like Pantera. I, I mean, I could still sit down and listen to a Pantera album, but there is like a ton of baggage that comes with Pantera. Yeah. You know, the Confederate flags and yeah. the fucking, you know, Phil Anselmo like Nazi salutes and all that. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like it's like, uh, that baggage, I kind of cringe at how hard I rode for Pantera for so long. I guess the songs are amazing though. And there's nothing like them, especially they were such a, I, at that period of time in metal, there wasn't anything like them. Um, but absolutely, uh, where we know history ended up, you can't just, you know, yeah, yeah. Pantera. They wouldn't wear a Pantera shirt proudly. No. Because yeah. we know what the history is at this point. We know where everyone stands. Yeah. Their songs rule. Marilyn Manson's another one where it's like, I fucking like really love that guy and rode extra hard for that guy. But by all accounts, he is a monster yeah. of a human. Yeah, that's some stuff. It's like, I, yeah, even if I listen to the music, I'm not going to go as far as like tell and a single fucking soul about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to Marilyn Manson since all the stuff came out, yeah. weirdly. Uh, like, because he was one of my favorite acts in the world. And no, then, you were really odd on him. Oh, God, you have no idea. Like, he was just like one of my favorite acts out there. And I thought he wrote some of the best songs ever made. And uh, I don't even feel bad about kid rock in the same way i feel bad about marilyn manson like because by all accounts kid rock has not done 
any of the really bad stuff Manson did. He's just kind of a a yeah. dumbass conservative. He's wrapped about it. He is about the lifestyle, but yeah, he doesn't have the kind of uh, uh, charges. Yeah, and it would be baggage, dude. Is really for me, it's like. For me, the things I cringe about are just like, and it's as an adult, as a person who is a guy that does uh, uh, a podcast about music and it, and it has talked a lot about music on, on this podcast, like, I just, I cringe at some of the stuff I've said or some of the people <coughs> I've, I've, I've been really adamant about liking again pantera to me is like i still like those songs and uh i get what they are and i get the critiques of the things that they've done uh but those songs don't read as nasty as like i don't know just marilyn manson like basically bragged about the stuff he was doing for years and people were like oh marilyn manson you're so funny right right yeah. There's the edgy dude. Yeah, that was bad. Stefan asked us, would we ever have Scotty Burberry on the show? Um, well, I guess we got to explain Scotty Burberry for new listeners. He was a it's crazy, a crazy person who got really obsessed with us in 2011 because he was an Obama guy and me and Brett were uh, uh, not Yeah. That. I don't, we weren't really anything because there was really only two choices in 2012 because we had a, the Democrat was an incumbent, so there wasn't a primary and, you know, it was either them or the Republicans, basically. Well, yeah, and him and like shock um, and uh, I'm trying to think of who else was angry black lady. Um, they were early on like anti, uh, they were against the people that came, they could see that there was this rising group of people that had some sort of cultural cachet that were also anti-Democrat. And so they were felt very threatened by us going out on the radio and saying, fuck, fuck uh, Obama, fuck the Democrats. You're never going to get anything through the Democrats, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and also, and then he took that to stalking. He was from Ohio in some way. And, Ended up here a few times and took weird, like, pictures that went over the line. He would also tweet that, like, people at the Giant Eagle were talking about Brian or something. Like, he was just hanging out at the Giant Eagle and some guy said, like, this leftist asshole podcaster was just here. And, yeah. like, it was just very bizarre. It's one of those things, like, um, I think when we did the episode with uh, Brooklyn Juggler, uh, who isn't even around anymore, uh, but... Scotty Burberry got started by trying to fuck with us and then like dank metal and then Brooklyn juggler totally ruined his fucking life. I mean, literally, if you know, red mad and nude, that's because in the middle of the night, he got so mad. He took a picture of his underwear to show how like tough and strong his was. He was like how tight his body was. Um, he also tweeted, uh, at like the Nordstrom store that his like $900 pair of Gucci shoes had the sole fall off the bottom of them. And then we just tweeted a million times at him. Your shoes are ugly. Yeah. And, uh, tell he, him his he, shoes he, were bad. Really and his jacket, you know, ugly jacket too. Yeah. yeah. I would love to talk to him. I don't know if it would be beneficial. I feel like it would be a one-sided thing where he thinks he's scoring points on us. So unless we were like total assholes to him, I don't. I don't think it would be a good match. No, I, I've never thought that we would be. 
the antagonistic thing to me is just me saying, fuck you, fuck you, let's fight. Like, I'm not, I don't want to troll people and I don't want to, like, have smarmy comebacks, you know? It's just, like, we're, like, in a blood feud, so I don't want to be cordial about anything. And if they're of the same variety, I feel the same. But when we had Brooklyn Juggler on, you know, forever ago, basically we thought we were going to trash Scotty Burberry and all we thought was this guy needs some help. Yeah. It just ended up us being like, I wish this guy would like find his purpose in life so he would leave us alone. Yeah. He was a weird dude, man. No, I don't think I'd want to have him on the show because, again, he got super weird with me for some reason. And like he did the same thing to the juggler, too. Um, yeah, said he was going to buy his house out and was looking for, like, where he lived and everything. <clears throat> had addresses. Yeah, he was, like, looking up where we lived and shit like that. He was just a weird dude. No, I, I don't think I'd have him on. Yeah. I might have Je- Jefferson Obama on because he was he never fought us and he was weird. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I would if have... he called the show, I would fight with him. You know who I want to have on is uh, Tarzi. <laughs> Tarzy would be a great one. Yeah, he hate he hates uh, he. Uh, but I think it was, it's end. been long enough though. Like it's like when you have a bad ex and you see him eight years later, you're like, oh my god, you're doing so good. Like I think we could have like a reconciliation with Tarzy. That would be cool. Tarzy was a, a crazy motherfucker, <laughs> but he got really mad if you uh, photoshopped his AVI on the head of a penis. That's true. Yeah, he did not like. But, <laughs> he but thought he that was did violent. That to other people. I know. I know. He had Kevin His, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. And then he couldn't, he literally could not take it back. He wanted everyone to denounce people. And it was like, you did it though. Like yeah. you, you get down in the mud, dog. You're a dirty motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, he was, there was like this period of Twitter, um, you know, from like 2014 to like 2017, where you were always being asked to denounce somebody. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad we're past that because it was stupid. I don't know what my denunciation would ever do to anybody. Yeah. Um, Carter wants to know, lately I've been really annoyed when coworkers act uncomfortable when I mildly complain about being broke. When it's like, I know you're broke too. We both work here. Do you guys have any advice on how to break the tension when someone gets weird about admitting you don't have any money or is it just one of those shitty American things you have to live with? Uh, I don't think people like saying they don't have money. I think that puts you in a, in a rare class of people. Yes. um, That is actually willing to admit that they don't have any money and that like people are going to be uncomfortable about it no matter what. I mean, I'm relatively uncomfortable about it in a way. I mean, I don't like telling people I don't have any fucking money. I don't like to go to the bar. I don't like go to the bar and, and say I can't afford this or this or this. I, I just buy it and deal with it later. I think it's such an American thing to just never talk about your situation. And like, I'm that way. I, yeah. I literally went to a concert last night and like smoked a joint and, uh, we had a big talk about money and like future and like our plans and everything. Cause I'm door dashing right now and, uh, went inside immediately. We both bought like $40 long sleeve shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, fuck it. I don't care. The thing is that like my values are not, my values have changed. And I think that's, um, that's how I've come to understand it is that like, some people value this idea of planning for the future, but I don't. And that's my life. And that's how I'm going to live. And uh, 
I don't know if you should be drawing people into it. If you want them to feel bad about it or I don't, I don't know. I don't get the question, I guess. It, I guess it's like, I, I think I understand the question. Cause it's something that I always felt years ago about like, if we could just get each other to admit that shit is fucked up, then things would have to change. Yeah. But it's such a, the critical mass for the amount of people it would take for that to happen. Um, it's I mean, it's just going to take a hundred years. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hate to be like that, but like people are just fucking really dug into their spot and like, they think they can get out of it. Everyone is like convinced themselves that like, okay, there is a plan. Dave Ramsey has a plan. You know, I can do this. This is on me. This isn't because everyone's being mistreated. This is because I'm living in the wrong way. And we've all internalized that into of too far too much. And it's like, that's the reason that me and you got together. Like we said, I telling people how broke you are to me is just shopping for friends. It's just shopping for somebody that's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul right now. You know, yeah. like, my lights are cut off at home. I'm staying with somebody else. I'm running an extension cord for my neighbor's house. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just going to be camaraderie with certain people, but everyone else is going to pretend like they know what they're doing because if they don't, then their, their sanity slips. Right. And they I need think to think that they're going to set aside $50 a week and own a house someday. Or that their, their, their hobby is going to turn into a fucking side hustle that makes them $300,000 a year or something like that. Yeah. Like I see that that's been the thing I see the most on, on like Google now is like how to turn your side hustle into $300,000 a year. And it's like, dude, that, that happens for like nobody, nobody I mean, start at 50, 50 would be like life changing because yeah. that's more than a lot more than minimum wage. You're doing better than most people. Exactly. 300 is way too high anyway. Yeah, I just see the, the number $300,000. No, I, I see I could probably go on right now on my Google news feed and it would say how this person turned their side hustle into $300,000 a year. And it's like, I just, your crafts aren't going to make you money. I'm sorry. Like, it sucks in a way. But, you know. Your side hustle ain't going to make you money. But I think that that's the main issue is that like the temporary, temporarily embarrassed millionaire line is, is, is cliche now. And, and I don't even know if it's actually true. I just think that most people think like I'll fucking, you know, I'll, I'll stumble on an idea that makes me a ton of fucking money and well, I'll, I'll, I'll be good. I mean, in the, I mean, just um, uh, the American the American culture just runs on this idea of like, you know what you're doing. Like, yes. it's just literally a matter of like, no, I've always been right. And I've always do. I'm not worried about money at all. I know what I'm doing. Like I I've planned it. I I'm like the master of my own domain. And it's like, you're not, you don't know what's going on. Like it's all hubris to, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, we, I know we're making the same amount of money, you know, like, Either you make less than me and that's really bad or you make a couple dollars more and that's not enough to have you looking down your nose at me mm -hmm. <laughs> right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, we're, we're in the same boat here. True. True. Sam asks, what is one thing that you always wanted to say to a former manager but never did but would say now if given the chance? 
Um, you know what I would like to say? And I would do this now. A hundred percent for sure. I would do this. I did not do this back then. Had this manager um, that that pulled me aside when he when he found out I was interested in doing comedy. He pulled me aside and told me a very racist joke, like just straight up a racist joke, like not uh, uh, not like re- I'm reading between the lines, and it's right. a ra- it's not like somebody saying something is ghetto. Yeah, right. Which right. is which is a racist thing to say, but like I don't think that everybody who says that is intending to be racist. This was like a joke that was like racist and um i would probably go to hr about that now and and i wouldn't take him down i don't think i would even say i was offended i would just be like i don't know if he could effectively manage his staff if he has these feelings about people of color is what I would probably say <laughs> yeah. if it were now, I would love to go back. Yeah. You would, you have all the language now to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause before you would have went in and said I was offended and then HR would have been like offense is a matter of personal choice and is subjective. But if you place it in like workplace terms, yeah. And also offended, like they could say I'm not offended because of all these different things I say that have been, you know, semi-offensive in the past or whatever. Um, And honestly, he didn't offend me at all. It just fucking bugged me to think like, this guy's in charge of black people. Yeah. Like there are black people on my team and this guy's in charge of them. Like what else does he think? You know? Yeah. Also, he tried to turn me onto the band Alter Bridge. Okay. Which I just... I'd like to tell on him for that, but that's just for being uncool. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have one. I had a really awful boss, Megan Allard, <laughs> uh, at Abercrombie, and she made me work the most mandatory overtime. So it would be literally, I would just like to see her at a bar or something or at a, at, seeing it at the mall, eating California pizza kitchen with her family and just throw her, so throw a drink in her face and say the overtime is not mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice to, to really, there's no such thing as a... mandatory overtime. Yeah. It should be, there should only optional overtime is the only thing that should ever exist. There's I mean, no reason to like, I, I live a life based on these 40 hours a week. I don't want to put in the extra effort on a fucking Saturday. I have other shit to do, but other people love it. Other people slop it up. That's what I was let them have it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But over mandatory overtime, it w- should be absolutely outlawed. Yeah, you're right. Even too. when we're down to twenty five an hour work weeks, like mandatory overtime outlawed. You're right though too. There's a massive amount of people who love overtime. Yeah, would would because they're struggling like crazy. Yeah, but they also I think there's there's a certain kind of person. I've said this on the show a few times. There's a certain kind of fucking person who like says like. uh I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Like there's people that don't have anything else. To do. A lot of times, sadly, it's like widowers. Yeah. Or like, like, uh, uh that makes sense. Divorce guys without but, kids and stuff like that. Who are just like, I don't have anything else to do. I just want to go to work and be around people. And well, it's I, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like I've said this a lot before, but, um, it, I mean, also with men, uh, when it comes to like depression and when it comes to like dissatisfaction with your life, um, overworking is something that you can do. That's like a stealthy thing because 
in like a heteronormative world as a man if you're at work like you're providing you know Mm -hmm. and it also is a way to be away from the life that you don't want to be home to you don't want to take any time off you don't want to be at your house you don't like your life where it is yes and then you're also getting credit for holding down the household and you're also making more money so it's like a big win-win and very easy for like all those conservative guys that post about those 70 hour work weeks is just like i pity them like i feel sorry for them I, i weep for them that the only thing they do is sleep and work because they deserve a life that's more fulfilling that is in line with what they want without their rigid stupid i mean they're they're living in their own prison yeah. Is what they're doing. But it just, from the outside, I would love to see them break free. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, or even just, like, go somewhere fun. Yeah. And hang out with people for fun that aren't, like, forced to be around. Like, you're you're forced to be around these people and it's all this shit. It's like, it seems like it would be so much better if you could, uh, uh, you know, go hang out in a social environment instead of just work being your place well it was like when i went um into when i took charlotte to the uh, pancake house down in nashville it was 17 dollars a person to make pancakes for yourself right mm-hmm. and we had a really fun time and she really enjoyed it but i've i've been with my dad and i've also been with other dad i've traveled with other dads that would just sit with their fucking arms crossed and say 17 goddamn fucking dollars for some fucking pancakes. Bisquicks, $1.49. I'm fucking paying $100 out the fucking ass. for, And it's just like everybody's there quiet. And like not, like this is supposed to be a vacation or this is supposed to be time away. Like, And you're mad as fuck. You work 90 hours a week and then we go – you you. Your fam- you, you, your family goes out to take advantage of it. You take them out to a dinner at fucking TGI Fridays, and then you've turned it into a fit. Like you're you're fucked up. Like you have you have to figure sure. that shit out. Like you're mad, angry, and and sad, and you are, you know. But like in capitalism, like it we offer this way out of that through work, which is to, supposed to be validating, and they never want to look away from it. I'm working. I'm working. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm working. Yeah. I'm fulfilled. I'm doing, I'm, I'm contributing. And it's like everyone around you thinks you're a fucking asshole piece of shit. I like winnowing. I, I, my life has always been about like getting to the lowest amount of hours possible work through a week. So I've never understood the, the, I'm going to work all the time. I guess they're like you said, they're, they're kind of just miserable. Usually dudes that are just kind of, mad all the time yeah and and as part of masculinity is like you just think that everything's going to be horrible or like you you uh you think that like oh it's just hell life is fucking hell and you go through this and it's like uh we need a hundred dollars more a week well the only way i know how to make that happen is working for a few more hours like (laughs) then i'll fucking do that you know yep nate aroni asks if you could destroy anything with a baseball bat what would it be uh, I did this. Oh, you did? Yeah. I went to did. a rage room. Yeah. I didn't even talk about it on the show. How was it? A huge scam. It was the biggest scam ever. But, but it was fun. Yeah, it has to be fun to smash stuff. But I was so mad because we got a group on for it and it was still like next level expensive, like almost $100 for two of us. And we show up. They put out one... This is at a bar. This place is a bar and an axe throwing place and a rage room. 
As part of our $50 ticket, we got one Patron bottle and two bowls. Two, like, pottery bowls. Is there anything in the Patron bottle? No, it was empty. Oh, that makes me so mad. It was their trash. Yeah. It was literally their fucking trash. Yeah. And it was awesome. Um, so, anyways, we show up to this rage room, and uh, they had baseball bats, but the baseball bats were beat to shit. So they oh, were yeah. the, the ends were popped off of them. It was like swinging an aluminum can. Oh, great. But they did have steel pipes, which is what I use, a solid steel pipe. That's nice. It was awesome. Yeah. And so we go in there. We go into the room, and it was all just computer equipment. Half of it was... Yeah. But half of it was broken. It's they left one, so they left one printer, one Patron bottle, and two bowls for each of us, and they <laughs> gave us thirty minutes. And I'm like, "What is this?" I, I for fifty dollars. It's like I went to uh, my daughter had a field trip in Newark, Ohio, which is about an hour away, uh, to the science museum, and it was when I was like a volunteer with the school. Yeah, and I went with her. And I got there, and uh, it had a glass blowing place where the guy was doing some glass blowing, which was kind of nifty. The rest of it was just like kiosks with Wii in, with a Wii in them, <laughs> where you yeah. could like play, where you could like do like Wii fitness and yeah. stuff like that. And then they had a big pile of like printers and old computers and hard drives and screwdrivers. And they just, were just like, y'all can just take these apart, put them back together, kind of maybe, you know. Frankenstein them. Screw some things together. It's like real Legos. Yeah. And it's just like, this is a science museum? I don't I don't know. I got The pictures, it, half of the room was junk. It was just like a hillbilly's fucking garage. Yeah. Half of it was this, this like all destroyed. Um, it was a total waste of time. Um, but what would I want to destroy with a bat? Mm-hmm. They just did this. Didn't they just do this on a blocked party? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what I would want to. Literally, I don't have an actual thing, but the most expensive thing I could get my hands on. Oh. Is, that's it. Just to me, it's like, like a some, Tiffany lamp or something. A Tiffany lamp. Some kind of a, a vase. Yeah. That's like worth $15,000 or no, something. No, they got or, millions, dude. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I would want to sell that. <laughs> yeah there's like a there's like a number here where it's like okay the this is ex- life-changing money 15 grand like if they said you can't keep it basically yes if they said here's a vase here's a two million dollar vase you're not allowed to keep the vase somebody else is going to smash it if you don't i would smash it just something expensive that's all i would want to smash yeah i i mean i would want to do just like um a huge window that would be tight. Like a bank window yeah. thing. I am not that about it. I haven't done that yet in Black Block. Um, I would just love to just have glass like rain down on me and like smash a huge piece of glass. For that with Glass me. is the best part. Glass is the best thing. Other than that, all I can think of is mascot animal. For me, <laughs> that with, with, a person. Bat, with, a, with a bat, the bank window, I love the idea of... I, obviously, I'd smash a bank window with a bat. That would be really fresh. But I think the best way to smash a bank window is to pick something up off the street and throw it through the bank window. There's this like, yeah, that makes sense. Sort of like it, there's an economy with there's like some kind of good feelings associated with like there's a brick, there's yeah, a bank. The government just left all these pallet full of bricks right on the corner. <laughs> yeah. Let's get using them. 
Uh, yeah. Emma ahead. wants to know what kind of sandwich are you? I don't know. Like a probably a, a Italian sub because that's basically what I eat all the time. So there um, you go. that's the best I can give you there. Yeah, mine would probably be like um, I would be the Mediterranean veggie sub from or sandwich from Panera. Okay, okay. Just olives and like hummus and red onions uh, and romaine lettuce. That- Vegetarian sandwiches are so weird to me because like I've just been conditioned all my life to believe that everything on a vegetarian sandwich is a topping. You know, because that's how that's just how you were conditioned. Yeah. When you're growing, but my wife eats them all the time, and and like I've had some. It all mashes. I mean, as soon as you bite into it, it just turns into mush. Yeah, I've had like like, what's that shit called? The Greek stuff, the falafel sandwich. Yeah, that was like excellent, very good. I yeah. mean, I guess people would say that that might not be a sandwich because people have like these really strong beliefs about that kind of stuff. Because it's but- a pita. Because it's a pita, yeah. But it's a sandwich. They call it a sandwich. It's at a the place, sandwich. So. Uh, Thomas is. This is. These next two seem to be for me. One is Art Bell's shock jock, and the answer is no. A shock jock is a very specific thing, and uh, Art Bell is not that specific thing. A shock jock is a comedy show, one, and two, it is an offensive, on purpose comedy show, and Art Bell is neither one of those two things. People have been asking me to cover Art Bell on shocktober for a really long time and i'm just weird like, he just isn't that like it's not radio guys it's shock jocks yeah shock jock was a I, that was like a buzzword mm-hmm. in the nine and there was a, one in every single town too is that like you know you aren't cut covering every wild man and the dog that was on yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah it was just something like art bell never had naked ladies in right the studio. Exactly. that's an extremely important facet of the shock jock world is naked ladies and 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 kurt not cursing but pretending to curse and stuff like that cn monoxide wants to hear me talk about twisted um i i'll give you my little spiel i gave brett after the gathering two colossally stupid men who could have had the easiest life of all time and for some reason fucked it up and uh i just you know they couldn't Wait, just, what, what, how did they fuck it up they just they're feuding with icp and who knows why they're feuding with icp but it's like you know people liked you in relation to icp i don't know i mean i went to a just twisted concert and it did not sell the amount of <laughs> tickets that an icp and twisted concert sold um, I can't, I'm, I, from, from the stuff I've read and shit like that, it's like, it didn't seem like the beef came from the ICP side of the situation. Yeah. It seems like the beef came from twisted. Yeah. Which goes back to your colossally stupid point. Yeah. Like and, you, you're riding the gravy train. Maybe you're in second place. Yep. Second place of wicked clowns is a, is somewhere where you you would want to be yeah it's good money you're not there's nowhere else to go there it wasn't like the, they it's like they thought this was like a burgeoning movement that was going to take over all of music and it's like no it's a very niche audience you've you've got a couple hundred thousand people that you can make money from that's yeah. all you got and you can't call them all fucking haters and losers and break off because that's your only demographic you got yeah is icp fans yeah and i think people 
don't understand the extent to which like the a lot of ICP fans they're not even like fans of a band or of music in general or a genre they're fans of ICP that is they're like just basically like a lot of those people are just fans of the dark carnival and ICP and to a lesser extent, some of the people on the shows with them, but mostly just ICP and twisted and twisted. Just, you know, they keep bad mouth and ICP over and over again. I just think it's a really odd choice. And I also think that they had two good albums and, uh, even the second one was not great. Most tasteless I think is really good. But then there is this the album after that that like I think had a few good songs on it. But like I always I felt like they fucking they burned out so fast. And again, like just their reasoning for not wanting to do the juggalo march was extremely stupid and sus. It was sus. I didn't like it. Just saying like they're doing this for a publicity stunt. It's like no shit, dummy. It is a publicity stunt, <laughs> but it's like a publicity stunt for a reason. Yeah. You know, everything's a publicity stunt. Everything that you do when you're trying to draw a crowd to you is publicity. That's why you do something like that. Can I give you the Reddit TLDR? Yeah. Twisted said that Jay was stifling their creativity oh, okay. and started MNE, the Magic Ninja Entertainment, their record label. Let me jump in there. They started a record label called Magic Ninja Entertainment. That's true. Like, how? That's yeah. insane yeah, it is. thing to do. It is. That's your boy's thing. You're using their word. Ninja is their word. Yeah. Magic, 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 ninja. Yeah. What is the thing that they used to chant? Dark magic. In yeah. those early days, they would chant magic, magic, ninja, what? So they named their fucking label. After ICP. After ICP shit and left. Yeah. Young Wicked knocked up Jump Steady's daughter, flees to MNE, Twisted plays the 17th Gathering of the Juggalos. Jay then says Twisted started blackmailing Psy for more money for the Gathering of the Juggalos, kicks them off the Lotus, Juggalo Day, does Tunnel of Love instead. Enemy signs Blaze and Boondocks off of Psy. Juggalos mm -hmm. say that Twisted are betraying ICP. Twisted says the Juggalos are up Jay's ass. Everyone starts talking shit. That's the history of the beef it's extremely stupid and reads is their fault exactly and just not playing your position yep not it's just like not being like third place is on the podium third place is on the podium <laughs> second place they yeah. were in second yeah. place oh, yeah, yeah. it was them and yeah it was yeah it was just them and icp nobody cared about anybody else yeah that had anything to do with icp it was just stupid twisted has a good uh christmas album if you want to fucking laugh it's fun okay it's wild i mean they, they put out a whole thing though a whole christmas album i love most tasteless I, I oh no they were great when they were there when they were around i listen to most tasteless probably every day for a few years they're playing king of clubs in six days twisted is yeah yeah oh okay well but i don't know anything after that most taste you don't have to know anything to go in the door and watch it happen. that's true that's a good point <laughs> they don't well check, it, it would don't be check what you know it would be fun to see how many people go see twisted yeah, now yeah. after they fucking just 
I mean, again, what the fans, the Juggalos are just such fans of ICP. You can't shit on them and then expect to grab them, too. It's like the Space Ghost perp rider dies against ASAP Rocky. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? You lost the battle. <laughs> what are you? You're riding for the wrong side, dog. Just let it die out. Those, those dudes are losers. Yeah. Haters. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And they say stuff like the Juggalos are a community that we helped build. And it's mm. like, no, you, you didn't. You glommed on. Yeah. You were welcomed. Yeah. Everybody started partying. And then you said, I want more than what they got. Yep. Like, I want to be better. I think I'm better than them. And it's like, you're fucking not. Yeah. You're just, you're, you're, you're a part of this, the fucking show. You yeah. Paint your face and do the same kind of music <laughs> as these guys. Right. And they, they should have smacked him in the face out of disrespect. Like they, they were welcomed in is like, that's more than enough. That's more than gracious of ICP. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Boris uh, says, uh, Oh God, be honest. Who are you going to let tell you how to live? Ain't nobody going to tell me how to live. Nobody. I mean, I guess I let the government tell me how to live every yeah. day, you know? That sucks, man. When you think about totally that, where you're like, I do let the government tell me how to live. I Constantly. wish, I wish I didn't. I wish I was like a fucking dude that's like, I drive ninety miles an hour because that's the amount of miles an hour I want to drive. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't do that. I just let the government fucking tell me what speed I can drive, and then I go five miles over, and I feel like I'm really fucking doing something there. Yeah, you're testing limits. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know who could tell me how to live i would wish i i honestly would love to have any person that i believed or would listen to there's literally i'm just so arrogant to the point that i don't care what anybody else says or thinks like i don't i don't like it though it's not a good way to be but i just can't anybody can tell me their advice i don't give a shit like how jesus people are like can like listen to a pastor or something yeah. and you're just like that's tight yeah that does sound nice right to, to have just like a person i look at that i have unquestioning loyalty to would really be fucking exciting yeah that'd me, be and cool. i would love that <laughs> what i'm looking for christianity sometimes to me is a thing that's like Man, if I was a Christian, like I would know what I think about everything. Yeah, and it would be really you have nice. answers constantly. Got clarity and not want to like, you know, because you can't really make a decision to go against Christian. Well, yeah. I mean, you can, but that's against the rules of it, you know. So. Yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to even delve. You you know the answer. Should yeah. I do that? No, that's un. That's not Christian like, and you just don't do it. You don't have to ever think like I'd like to do that or it'd make me happy. It'd fulfill me. You know, exactly. to, to touch this guy's dick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about research chemicals like 2CB, 2CI, etc.? just in general? Or do you have favorites or preferences for like a specific reason or concert, like concerts or sex yeah. or like preferred drug combos for specific activities or situations? That's that a lot. Get. Yeah, there's a bunch of different stuff in there. Research chemicals, not a fan. Oh, okay, yeah? 2CB is dope. 2CB should be legal and more people should have it. I agree with that. Um, but the ones that I had, like fake weeds and like snortable powder stuff, um, they were so up in the air. And you never know what you're getting out of them. I, I mean, I think that, 
Yeah, they're they're they suck. Real, they sound like I, they I, mostly real, feel bad. Exactly. Yeah. Real like mo- most of the time I snorted something that was supposed to be fake cocaine. I was just like, oh my god, I'm about to be so high on cocaine. And it's just like you're just sitting there waiting to be super high or geeked out, and you're like, it doesn't happen. You know. True. True. It's, um, yeah, research chemicals are bunk unless they do something good. Like it, it the lack of information and sharing like dosages is what fucks everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um. As far as like. I don't have drugs that I do for specific reasons other than like something I like is being, I like to be, if I am watching TV, if I am like laying and watching TV, I like to be as high as possible yeah. while I'm doing that. Cause I just don't feel like I can do it unless I am. Off weed? Yeah. yeah. I, like I, I never sit down to watch TV without having weed in me at the time because it's just, I think it's boring. Yeah. And weed makes it feel like less boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like downs a lot, man. I just like any any time that I'm like relaxing in a in a quiet place with like Xanax, that is like an exciting situation for me. Yeah, I have a lot to say about this. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get in. Um, but I am a huge fan of Molly and not like in a way that makes you want to kill yourself the next day, but in just like smaller amounts. And, like, the amount of incredible sex I've had, like, for long periods of time, I want to, I I seriously considered for, like, all of my married friends, like, just giving them a small dose and saying, please take this together. It's going to change your fucking life. Because it is next level shit that you can pull off. And furthermore, this is a weird combo that I've come through trying mushrooms and molly like five, you could. I can just roll around in the bed all fucking night long on that shit. Mushrooms it's my favorite. And Molly. mushrooms and Molly. It's a weird choice. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I really think that you don't have to do like, you don't have to get your pupils looking like pennies. But like, if you got a special someone in your life, get one dose. Buy one small dose of Molly and split it between the two of you. Right, both do a half dose. And uh, fuck, it's so good, dude. It's like use porno shit, dude. Like it's the best. I think it's like everybody should have access to it. Like I, I think more people should be doing it, and not all the time. And you know, it fucks people's lives up or whatever. But like, fuck, on your anniversary, if you could both take a half dose, it's the way to go, man. No, I will do that. I've thought, I've thought about trying to go nuts to tell you to do it. Cause like it's I I really really love it. Also acid. I uh, like Molly. I mean I've I've done it before. It's fun. Yeah, but it just yeah something about you. I, I watched wrestling. On yeah, it when Dude. I did Molly. You should yeah. You gotta feel your your dick going in on Molly. That's I, that is like way better than wrestling. I know, but I mean <laughs> I was already going to watch wrestling that night, sure. and I had been doing Molly all day, so. Uh, Jimmy asks, how do you boys feel about local mainstream media and the people that work in that industry? And, uh, what I, is it? how do you boys feel about local mainstream media and the people oh. that work in that? I think it's neat. I, I actually semi sort of think it's like really, and I wish there was more of this and there was so much more of this decades ago, but it was. It is really fucking neat to me 
to think about like in 1980, there were celebrities in every state that weren't a celebrity in an or see. Yeah. There were fucking that but and there still are, but not as much as they're used Especially to like be. local newscasters and stuff. That's all that's left. That's all we got. But yeah, there used to be yeah, cars, DJs. car salesmen, DJs. Yeah. Um fucking Jimmy Jam Lucky Butt was a guy that used to go to the Ohio State games and rub his butt all over the field and he was just like a part of the local morning zoo crew. Yep. But he would also show up at the mall and hand out, you know, frisbees and shit too. The Buckeye guy who you yeah. hear is like a jerk, actually. If you go looking at him on on the internet, he's like a he's like a local celebrity that like he loves the Buckeyes and he wears like a cowboy hat and he drives a Buckeye guy car and all this stuff but like started to fucking find out that he's like a really demanding customer and says Mm -hmm. you know do you know do you know who i am i'm I'm the buckeye guy and it's like i don't fucking care trying to pull an arnold schwarzenegger yeah just rolling up (laughs) and taking a seat at a busy restaurant well he went to a funeral and made a big yeah he went to like an old coach's funeral or something and made a big scene of himself yeah. Well, I would I I mean I like local celebs and I mean the thing about it in this day and age is that they're getting paid pennies. Oh yeah. You know, maybe back in the 80s or back in the 90s I would say like that person doesn't deserve it, but like the hard rock radio like uh Loper and Randy, I mean I'm not jealous. Yeah. I'm not jealous of their life or their paycheck at all. Like I think it's great that they're willing to put in the work and and hold up the mantle. But yeah, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Like you're you're microwaving eggs and shit like a middle schooler. I you know, know for for what forty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, how I can't imagine they're getting paid any. They're not getting a million. There's no million dollar contracts in in radio. Not in local. Radio. Yeah, in local anything. But it is it is funny to think about like, yeah. I mean, as far as like local mainstream media, obviously I don't like the conservative people and stuff like that, but I do think it is very cool that there are still like these local ecosystems all throughout the entire country where like a guy that's like a DJ on a morning zoo is famous and he goes to like the bar and he gets to go into VIP section and stuff like that. There's something fascinating about that to me so yeah i'm for it <laughs> um super deformed said who's your favorite wrestler and as a why is it billy gun my favorite yeah. wrestler is probably brian danielson which is like <laughs> a really fucking i was gonna say the same thing easy guy to say i, I mean he's the best that's technically and like he's just He's a actual superstar. Yeah, he's great. Nick Gage, I think, is is a guy I really enjoy. Um, uh, I was gonna. I don't. Yeah, uh, like live sorts of setting. I mean, you know, I like a lot of. Bret Hart is one of my he's favorites good. of all time. It had some really over the top matches, and also, um, is a know, dick. Yeah, I mean, it's that, like a massive he, prick. He had, but he had like. A, I mean, it was at a period of time where, like, you had to kind of live the gimmick of more than they did and everything, and it, it I don't know. I kind of like that that era, too. Kevin Nash is my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Of all time. Like, just, he will always be my favorite wrestler. Um, 
he was great. He did everything that I like in professional wrestling. And like that being like got the most out of the least, which I think is truly what pro wrestling is. And maybe that is runs counter to, to Brian Danielson who gets a lot out of a lot. Like he's, he's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would say also like Sasha Banks is somebody that like, um, just when I watch her, it feels different than everybody else. She has like, you know, talk about ring awareness, uh, talk about like the pacing of the match and understanding all that stuff. She really knows how it's the same as car racing. It's just who capitalizes on those brief moments. You have a, you have a one second window of window of time to do something that's going to be remembered forever. Do you take the shot or not? Do you Mm -hmm. go for the pass? Uh, Tanahashi, also one of my favorites of all time. My favorite, my favorite baby face ever, really, across all, is Tanahashi. I gotta say that I, I, I would, I will say this, and I, and I hope he comes back. I, I, you know, there's so many rumors out there that he's coming back, but uh, um, fucking Shibata, Katsuyori yeah. Shibata, he's like really like my kind of thing. That's three different kinds of wrestlers. Like Brian is one kind, Shibata is another kind. And Kevin Nash is another kind. And that's like kind of the pillars of what I like. I like guys that make it look like a real fight. I like I like strong style where where they're really hitting each other very hard. And I like carnies that don't fucking do anything in the ring. That take maybe one bump and yeah. and are like done. I, I think that's really fucking neat. And yeah. I enjoy that. Perkle? Purcell? I don't know. Um, uh, what is the most extreme body mod you guys think would still look good on you? For example, do you think if you had some devil horns installed that you would be more or less confident at the grocery store? Um, uh, yeah, I would kill with them. A tattoo is, is, is extreme body mod as I could get away with. I Uh, might get it in a visible place. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, listeners, I'm definitely getting my face tattooed. It's just a matter of when, but I'm gonna get a big ass fucking face tattoo eventually. Yeah, devil horns. The only thing that would bother me was that everyone would come and talk to me, and I'm already a person. Whenever I go anywhere, people just fucking start talking to me, and that would just invite more of that. Yes, it would. Devil horns would definitely people would be like, why, why'd you do that? But my dev, I did the devil for uh, my Halloween costume this year. And I had a nice little classy pair, little, like, you know, one inchers and it looked fucking sick. Yeah. I looked like the real devil. I don't know, man. I'm not, not a, a body, body mod. mod. I don't like pain. That's the issue. I was just I, telling my daughter, I'd like to have dangly earrings. That's something I, I getting your ears pierced is not painful. It hurts. No, it doesn't. It hurt worse than my eyebrow. It, no way. It did. No way. It 100%. The, the lobes hurt worse than my eyebrow by, like, a lot. Whenever they have to do the forceps, whenever they pull out the, like, flap of skin and then punch through it, that always felt bizarre to me. God, it didn't even feel like anything to me to get my eyebrow. That's why I got it done twice and my ears once. Because I was just like, mm, this is nothing. This is just kind of like getting pinched. Well, I've stretched my lobes to like, yeah, a, a big size. So I, my lobes hurt. aren't as sensitive. 
I guess mine are sensitive. I just felt like it hurt so bad. You know what? Here's a super obnoxious piercing um, that I'm not going to do, but I would love a bridge of the nose piercing. That's not I could do that one. I don't know what level I could. I don't know. I feel like I could handle any level of body mod. Sure. I mean, I like the guys. I want to get, I want to shave my head and get like chains tattooed as like my hairline, like on top of my head, you know? I like people who get like the installations in like their arms that rises yeah plaster arm. and shit underneath yeah that's kind of neat but i, I feel that, like you find you out later that, that kills you <laughs> i would like to get branded i definitely would get branded anytime i could i could get branded i would take that opportunity for sure yeah getting branded's kind of neat it is but uh i don't like getting burnt getting burned hurts probably worse than anything else that you can do but it is quick branding is quick yeah and probably heals quick you know it probably heals funky though i feel like it's a bad heal oh because yeah. it's a lot of stress immediately yeah it probably didn't feel good for sure what's up everybody out there in la what's really going on why do i do the things i do why so many questions <laughs> what am i And devilish weight. When are you gonna make a million worth of dividends? When are you gonna make yen generate weight? Who in the hell left the gate open? Did you in the cell? Is everybody on the wavelength like us? Why do we rip it in half? Do we kick ass? We're backwards attack. It's like, yeah, it. Can you wait a minute? Can you slow it up a little bit, Nina, so I can get up in it? But do you really wanna dabble in fanatical, supernatural, lyrically radical? Million minutes, I'm about to begin it. Can I get some? Can I spit some? Which one? When am I gonna get off this trip? Can I take another pill? Why do I feel like I'm a sick individual in the room popping off at the lip? Do you? When a real epidemic, would you let me run up in it? What's the word? Is it absurd? What is that issue? Hurt? Was it real? Is it real? Was it really real? Tech nine in it to win it beside QD third occurred? Who's the worst? Who's Rasta body? You never living, never sure. Slossy out the first brother on the planet Earth. Who do you wanna flow? What you wanna do? How can I be in the zone like this? Going like this? How can I break the obsession? In the middle of it all, when I snap back, sat back and ask myself, what? Why do you ask so many questions? Lyrical killer flipper leaving you with boo-boo underpants How does it feel? Do you wanna come up and chill with an assassin? Can you feel it inside? What? The feeling of a commotion and two titans clashing? Why me? Who are you? What am I supposed to do? What a nigga here for? Who do you fear mo? Is it the nine with a brand new joke? Like the here, here go? What are you looking at? When am I gonna get a dose of Thorazine? Can you give me a little something to ease the pain? He's the main, who's the main? Take a Nina with the rogue dogs in the Midwest side, cruise the blame. Can I get a little back with the tag? It's little you accomplished. Ever can't do this, this pit last bottom eight. And you toss out nigga ass babe, Mitch. Hate to play a percent a hundred of is side west, mid, down ever who off Did you know tech nine hot like a dragon? Did you feel it, baby? Can you give me a double dose of whatever? The feeling I'm getting is really pain for vain. For anybody want a piece of this sickness? Is it a cinch to get with? Who, when, where, what, why? Am I the pinnacle with the killer eye? Do I wanna die? No, I just want a dose of the most in a syringe up in my thigh. Banzai! Do I wanna stick him with another hit out of a fist? I'm at the pinnacle when the river that my killer menace. Do I wanna stick him with another hit out of a fist? 
ominous Now do you know what the real is? Does everybody think I'm twisted, non-realistic? Or do you think that I'm gifted? Am I lifted? Yeah, can you help me? Am I looking at you? Can I be peeping you from afar? Please remain calm Could you be the reason I'm a bomb? Straight out of Vietnam, ready to explode on Satan Tell me what the problem is Am I right with the bottom is? Do you know what the empty column is? Am I your worst nightmare? I feel sick right there Should I blow it out? Can I do it without? Do I need help? Am I living with it up in the demons? I'm stressing, can I get a blessing from the one who cursed me with all these questions? Why? I'm at the pinnacle when I rip it, I'm a kill him in this. Am I still wrong? <laughs>